0: The
1: fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom
0: and
1: instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise. Wisdom and
0: instruction.
1: Good morning. Good morning, my friends. How are you this morning? I hope that you have awakened with some readiness in your body, your mind, your spirit, and your soul to dive into the Word of God today. I hope you had a peaceful rest. If you had a challenging week, I can tell you that today you're going to get rejuvenated. (laughs) You're going to get encouraged. You're going to be sparked. And you're going to be guided as well, like we've been doing all this time with the theme of Proverbs. I know for myself, I woke up this morning And the birds were chirping away. They sure were beautiful sounds of birds this morning. So, my friends, uh, it is great to dive into the Word of God again with you today. We're going to be diving into Proverbs chapter 21. And we're going to go to the end of 21. And we're going to be reading from 28 to 31. So if you have your uh, Bibles together and your pads and your pens, so to take some notes, this is what Proverbs 21, starting at 28 cents. It says, a false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright... He establishes his way. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. We're going to stop right there because that's where 21 ends. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you're giving us again the opportunity to read your word To get inspired by your word, to get the power in our lives of your word, and to give us the opportunity, Lord, to follow these instructions so that way we know what to do or not do and how we can carry out our lives honoring you, being righteous, glorifying your name, Father, and knowing that we have a purpose to serve on this earth. And we do it by applying your word. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, you know, I was uh, saying to myself that, you know, time flies. Do you ever feel like time is flying? I know that right after daylight savings time, and I said this last time, I feel like the hours and the days are flying now. And uh, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, so my body's just reacting differently (laughs) to time and and space and the whole nine yards, but I I do know that God's word never changes. The time of God's word was yesterday, today, and forever. (laughs) His word is so on time. It doesn't matter when you read it, it is the perfect timing, perfect timing for our lives, Perfect timing of what he's sharing with us that has happened in the past with previous people. And perfect timing in his word of what we know is to come in the future. Although we're never guaranteed tomorrow to wake up and open our eyes, the moment we do have the opportunity to wake up and open our eyes, we cherish the time that God gives us to be on this earth And to do what he would call us to do and make a difference for ourselves, our families, our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, and others that we encounter. So when it says here, a false witness shall perish, but the man who sees him will speak endlessly. You know, I got to tell you something that there are many people sometimes that fall into a situation where someone is falsely accusing them of something. And we know that to be true because of many cases, especially in the United States, where people were arrested, incarcerated for many years. Because back then, DNA, technology, proper identification in investigating the cases, there were just lacking of proper protocol for that, those investigations. So many people ended up falsely being accused of a crime and they ended up going to prison. And then we see here that they tried to appeal it, right? You may have heard of stories where people try to appeal it because they were like, that wasn't me. I didn't commit that crime. You got the wrong person. But because of the way the law was laid out and because of how things were situated, those individuals spent many years in prison. And we can look back now and look at some cases where those individuals who were incarcerated all those years finally got their day of freedom because we were now able to apply technology, DNA samples that were more accurate. And the systems that we have in place today, with the court systems and the laws and the lawyers and the really smart people that know how to do these things. Based on their training, their careers, you know, their schooling, have really been able to help many people come out of prison, have the freedom because to be technically um, identified as innocent when they were falsely accused. And some of you might be saying, why are you bringing up cases about people? Because let me tell you something. When someone does a false witness against you, in the moment, they might be thinking, right, that they're doing the right thing or that they're in control of your life. And most of the time, they would be because if someone falsely accuses you of something and you face a consequence because of that false witnessing, Statement, you will suffer, unfortunately, consequences. But what the person doesn't realize who's actually making the false witness is that that is going to eat them inside for the rest of their lives. There have been cases as well that the false witness has come forward after many decades to finally say to authorities, that they picked the wrong person, that they knew they had picked the wrong person, that they knew that they just needed to pick somebody and that's the person they, they, they picked and that it had been eating them inside their whole lives. They never got a peaceful rest. They were constantly sick about it. They had every ailment in their body Because of their mental state knowing that they had done the wrong thing. It affected them physically. And even on some people's last day. In their deathbeds. Are confessing to being false witnesses. Against someone or situation. Which then eventually can bring liberty to the person who was falsely accused with the hopes that they're still alive. Or even after they've passed on, the person was falsely accused, they have an opportunity to free their name, right? So I bring this up based on the scripture here because it says a false witness shall perish. Have you ever said anything against somebody that was not correct, that was a lie, that was deceiving? and you really thought, my friends, that you were going to get away with it, let me tell you something. Eventually, you being a false witness to something, you will perish. You will be destroyed inside. You will not have a good night's rest. Because, you know, we do have what's called the conscious and the consciousness, subconsciousness. And when those things are not playing out correctly... Your mental state becomes chaotic. And in that alone, you can perish. And it says here, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. Listen. There are many times that a false witness who says something falsely to someone else... That person will then go on and speak it to someone else. So it's like a chain reaction. If I go and I tell you a lie, and now you take that lie, you tell it to someone else, and that person goes and tells it to someone else, right? it it continues to go on falsely uh, among many people, Uh, There used to be a commercial that used to say, and so on, and so on, and so on. And they used to show all these little pictures of people in the commercial because, and so on, and so on. As they're relaying the message, everyone's getting it, right? And then they're telling other people. So when you do a false witness, a false testimony about something, someone, and you start spreading the rumors, you start telling people, it spreads like wildfire all over the place. And next thing you know, that false witnessing, those lies, those deceits, everyone is taking them as truth. And when they hear it as truth, that's all they're accepting. And it's not until years later, when the person who was falsely accused now becomes innocent based on facts and evidence, real evidence at this time, and then that per- all these people that you know felt that the false witnessing was the truth, found find out that they were caught up in that false lie as well, because they were only going by what the person was saying to them. So my friends, God wants us to use wisdom. He wants us to use Him as the anchor that we go to whenever someone says something about someone else. First of all, you know, as Christians, Christians, we really need to be careful about gossiping and saying bad things, uh, you know, to people about other people. It's just not godly. It's just not brother-like, sister-like. Listen, I fall short of that, too. Sometimes I find myself that I'm talking about a situation because, you know, sometimes we feel we have to talk about situations to help us through the process of what's happening in our lives, But if you're going around falsely accusing someone of something, you're gonna face consequences later in ways that you probably would have not even imagined. So when it comes to this, my friends, think wisely because God says, hey, your tongue can speak death or life, life, right? We wanna speak life. And as well, if you happen to be on the other end hearing something about someone, Go to God first for that conversation one-on-one with God and say, God, you know, I'm hearing these things about this person, but is it true? Am I being lied to? Because you can ask it to the person who's telling it to you. But if they're outright doing a lie, they're not going to tell you it's it's not the truth, right? So it's just something to think about. And then here we go. It says, a wicked man hardens his face. But as for the upright, he establishes his way. How many times can we tell when someone is up to no good and their continence tells us everything? (laughs) Their continence is so hard. Their face is so hard. You know, the way they look at you is so hard. (laughs) The way that they grin or, you know, grind their teeth (laughs) is so hard that you just kind of know that something's up with that person, right? That's why it says a wicked man hardens his face. You know why? Because the wicked man who does the wrong things, bad things, unethical things, immoral things, um, he is actually perishing inside, getting hard. He or she is getting really hard inside. Uh, People know when they're wicked. People know when they've done wrong to other people. People know when they have enjoyed it. People know when they have become very angry with people and have lashed out at them um, in wickedness. They know it. They walk around looking, um, you know, like it says here, very hard, very hard face. You know, very stiff, very, um, very um, controlling, and very um, unapproachable. Right. And it says here, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. The person who's not wicked, the person who's righteous, the person who's doing the right thing, the person who is standing up for the good moral things of life and is going about everyday life honoring God, following his commandments, and doing just doing the right thing in the sight of God, that individual is going to establish his way. And what does that mean? That means that as long as you're living the right life, my friends. As long as you are conscious every day when you wake up about the actions, the decisions, the way you're gonna speak, the way you're gonna walk, the way you're gonna act, in everyday life will determine how far you get in your life, how God blesses you, right? How you get from point A to point B. There are many people today that are very stuck in situations Some being because it was out of their control, but in many times, when you sit down and you speak to someone who has a very hard face because they were wicked and they're telling you that they were stuck, it's because they they brought that on upon themselves, right? I'm here to tell it like it is. You know, I don't sugarcoat anything. And sometimes you really have to sit down, my friends, and have to say, hey, what have I done incorrectly? What have I done wrong? what have I done where I messed up big time and now I'm facing the consequences of it and I'm stuck and I'm not moving forward, right? Um, And I just find myself that I don't seem to prosper or I don't seem to grow in the areas I wanna grow in. You need to ask yourself, what have I done lately that might have not been good and dishonorable to God? So if you, I'm going to give you this example. So if you know that you went and you robbed a bank, okay, and you have all this money, you have $500,000 hidden in your wall, and you have been so petrified after doing that robbery because your consciousness just won't let you sleep, you are suffering from anxiety, because you have all this money, but the money doesn't help you get out of your situation. It doesn't help you get out of your finances. It doesn't help you, um, you pay your bills. It doesn't help you get a newer place to live in. It doesn't help you to get a newer car to drive because you need a car to drive. It doesn't help you to you know be able to go out to the store and buy you know clothes, new clothes that you know because now you need some clothes. It's all faded, whatever the case might be. You are stuck because you're so petrified of that money that you stolen as a wicked person that you know and are petrified of the fact that if you go and try to use that money, it might be detected, right? Because every dollar bill, every $50 bill, $20 bill, $100 bill, you name it, $1,000 bill, it has an encryption on it, a special number. And when something is stolen from a bank, it is identified that the bank robber took money from this series of numbers to this series of numbers, because it's all allocated in the bank, with serial numbers, and you're afraid that if you go to try to spend something at the store with that money, you're going to get caught. So now you're stuck. Now you must be saying, my gosh, Antonia, this is a crazy illustration example But this is a reality. This is what happens. That's just an example of wickedness, right? So the person who's not wicked and is upright and does things accordingly, he will prosper. He will be able to move on. Why? Because he has a freedom in Christ. He has a freedom to live his life. He's got free will. And with his free will, he wants to still honor God and not do the wrong thing. Which takes him from point A to point B all the way to Z, allowing him to live his life accordingly and allowing him to have the freedom to prosper in the areas of the desires of their heart. So next time you find yourselves, friends, and I know this, you must be saying, wow, she's really touching us on heavy stuff. Because let me tell you something, this is what the word is saying. I'm only reading it to you. (laughs) So... Just think about that next time. If you have found yourself that you have done something wrong, turn from your wicked ways, my friends. Give it over to Christ. Okay? And then it goes, there is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. How true is that? There is no wisdom on this earth or anywhere else that could exceed the wisdom that God gives us that is better than the understanding that God gives us or is more valuable than the counsel that God gives us. God's wisdom, understanding and counsel is the best that we can receive for our lives. And he gives that to us through his word. He gives it to us so detailed with instructions that it's easy to follow. The problem is sometimes we don't want to follow. (laughs) We don't want to follow the instructions. If anything, there are many people that want to go against the wisdom, the understanding, and counsel of God. They turn their backs on God. Even when God has given them wisdom, understanding, and counsel. When he's giving them every detail of what they need to do in their lives. Many people walk away from it. Many people go against the word. There are many people right now on earth. Right now in 2021. Totally against God's word. They don't want to acknowledge their Bible anymore. They don't want to acknowledge the spiritual lessons that we're learning uh, in the Word of God, how the people back in the day when they wrote all these scriptures were anointed by God, had an encounter with God and documented it. Many people today do not want to acknowledge this Bible. They don't want to acknowledge the Word. They don't want to acknowledge the truth of the Word. And many people today are sugarcoating the Bible a sugar coating the word of God, a sugar coating what God intended for the word to do for our lives. They come up with their own definitions. They come up with their own analogies. They come up with their own ideologies, right, of that word. And that's why it always says, test the word. God says, test my word. That's why when you are hearing anyone preach, when you are hearing anyone talk, about the Bible, about the words in the Bible, about the scriptures, about the chapters, you should be following along with your own Bible, whether that's a hard copy, a soft copy, or your computer, or your mobile phone, or your tablet. You should be following along. So these scriptures that I have been reading, you should be following them along. You know why? So that way you know that what I'm reading is correct. Now, when I read God's word down this podcast, I read what it says, and then I share from my heart, right? That is what I do. And I allow the Holy Spirit to just use me to share. That's all I do. But the word is right here, and the word is right here, and there's no excuses to know that the word is right here that can help you with everyday life. But many people go against God's word. They're going against the great advice that the Holy Bible gives us. They're going against the instructions that God gives us. They're going against the wisdom that God gives them. Because a lot of people are walking around with chips on their shoulders. That's why sometimes people want to say, Ah, God, you don't know what you're talking about. I know better. My way is better. The Bible clearly says God's ways are better than our ways. So if you're finding yourself that you can ever be in a situation where someone is trying to give you counsel, wisdom, or understanding about something because you've asked them for advice or an opinion or something, you can write it down, what they tell you, their advice, their opinions. But then you go to God. Because he's ultimately the one who can really reveal to you revelation, wisdom, understanding, and counsel of what to do. That's why when people say, oh, you know, someone came up to me and they prophesied to me, or they gave me a word from the Lord, your spirit needs to resonate with that. Is it a confirmation of something God has said to you? Is it a confirmation of something God has shown you? He's given you the Word, the Holy Spirit, and building a relationship with your Heavenly Father so that you would be able to identify these things. So next time, my friends, remember, don't let anything, anyone go against the counsel of God, the understanding of God, the wisdom of God, because ultimately, God is the perfect teacher in all these three areas. Then it says here, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. And how many of us on a daily basis, we wake up ready to battle life, <laughs> ready to conquer the world. And we start preparing, right? Because it says the horse is prepared Think about horses. I've never had a horse, but I wasn't a horse once and There's a lot that goes into just preparing the horse so I can get on it You got to put the saddle you got to put the straps You got to do all this stuff before you can even get on that horse to ride the horse Right and to make sure it's sturdy. So when you're riding that horse, you're gonna have a smooth ride per se And when it says here the horses prepare for the day of battle Think about it. You know, when we look at a lot of movies and it depicts people fighting in battle, when we think about horses from back in the day, Western times, you know, when we see horses even from back in the day, uh, centuries ago, and we see how horses were played out in battle, right? Or even we see horses now being used on, uh, on tracks for racing and stuff. There's a major preparation that goes into that horse. So that horse would be ready to combat whatever they're gonna combat in battle, right? The horse is really, you know, flying, running fast, right? Has a stack number about it, it's moving quickly, right? And we do that every day. We get up, we are preparing ourselves. we get up, we brush our teeth, we brush our hairs, We get dressed, we take a shower, we get dressed, you know, we go about our day to go ahead and battle the world and conquer the world according to how we're going to do everyday life. But we can't do that alone, my friends. We have to have our Heavenly Father on our side. It says it clearly in the word, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. (laughs) So when it says, but deliverance is of the Lord, absolutely. The only person that can take you and help you in that battle is your Heavenly Father. Your Heavenly Father is the one who can help you with everyday battles. And then He prepares you for battle. Let me tell you something. There's times that God will reveal something to me in a dream. God will show me something in a vision. God will outhear His voice about something. And I'll be like, hmm, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? Are you preparing me for something? Am I to be aware of what's coming? And many times it's because he's given me snippets of something that's going to happen so that I would be aware of it and it won't affect me as much. And I'll give you an example. So one day, many years ago, I literally was, I woke up, I was going about my day and all of a sudden I was stopped in my tracks and I started crying profusely. I mean, I was crying wells of, re- I mean, wells were just coming out my eyes and I had this sting inside of me and I didn't know what was going on. Well, what happened was emotionally, God was preparing me because two days later I had found out a friend of mine had passed away. So when I heard that news, it didn't affect me as much. And it was a way of God preparing me. Now for some of you, you're like, wow, that's, that's deep. I've never heard of that. God speaks to us in different ways. And when he does, we need to listen. We need to apply. We need to prepare know that he's in control because he wants to safeguard us and he wants to protect us. So my friends, think about these scriptures. Go back, reread them, read the entire chapter of 21 in Proverbs. And I look forward to sharing the word with you again next week. We will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you.
0: Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.